0: Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the second bonus episode of Let's Be Clear. I am so thankful that you are here. Wherever you are, I hope you're having a great day so far. I'm just here to tell you that you are in for a treat. Y'all, I cannot even explain how grateful and excited I am about today's guest. Her name is Amber Emily Smith. You've probably heard of her, and she is just an incredible person and my self-proclaimed new best friend. Her husband is country music singer Granger Smith, and so together, they have navigated the interesting and sometimes difficult world of being a celebrity and a believer. She is a mother, a wife, a strong one, a friend to many, and a champion of people, especially women in general. Her and Granger have their own apparel line called Yee Yee, and she now leads something called Arise with Amber that was created out of her own need and overflow. And I just can't wait for y'all to be blessed by who she is. I will go ahead and warn you, we will be talking about some difficult and heavy things, but isn't that what life often feels like? So here we go. Y'all welcome Amber to the show. Hey, Amber. Hey, how are you? I am good. I am sorry for, I guess we'll have to tell everyone, it has been uh, trying to get you on to where people can actually hear you. And you have willingly driven to the side of the highway so that we could do this interview thank you that just shows how gracious you are oh my goodness I'm so sorry
1: it might have been my fault because we live in a barn so I might have just had a bad signal but uh I am out in the in the outdoors now so it's good I get
0: a good view there we go you are getting to enjoy some sunshine right yeah there we go Well, before, I know we kind of dig in, will you give me a brief intro? I know this is kind of the hard part, but who are you? If someone does not know who you are, what are you about? What do you do? How do you get started? What's important to you? Anything. What do you want to, you know, tell everyone kind of an intro to who Amber is?
1: Well, hey, everybody. My name is Amber Smith. I am a born and raised Texas girl. I've lived here my whole life. I, um, like you said, I'm married to Granger Smith. We've been married for going on 11 years now, and we have three amazing, beautiful kiddos. I've got London, who is just turned nine, Lincoln, who is six, um, and they are here with us. And then we're going to talk about it today, but our, our little caboose river, uh, is now with Jesus. And I guess about me, I'm just, I think I'm just a normal, (laughs) a normal Texas girl, um, I I love my family and I love God and I love being a mama. And, you know, those are, those are my three main things. So I guess if I had to say anything, that would be
0: about me. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'd say that's a pretty powerful combo that you have there. And uh, did I tell you that my mom is from Texas? I don't know if I told you that. I don't know if you did. Okay. Maybe, she, maybe you did. She grew up in Alvarado. So. I mean, when you say small Texas town, I remember when we first visited, there was like a donut shop and that was thriving. I think that was, (laughs) there was not much, but it was the best. I mean, I, I know that y'all love having open pastures and where you can actually have some room to breathe.
1: Yes. I know Alvarado well, that's funny.
0: (laughs) All that's all, it's a small world, isn't it? I feel like the more that you connect with people, the more you realize, wow, you're really actually not that far from anyone which makes sense because no. God made us. Uh, but anyway, well, thank you again for being here and being on the show. And I'm just excited for everyone to kind of get to know you. I know that, um, you know, this year brought some changes for you guys, obviously like with everybody and Granger's been home more instead of being on tour like usual. Um, and y'all are navigating a lot of new normals and a lot of new firsts, obviously, you know, I love how you called river your caboose. That's so sweet. Um, and so I know that this year has been really hard, but also really good. I know you bought a new puppy, Luna Joy, and she's so sweet. And with the kids being out of school, has I know this has just been a really intense but good season. Can you kind of go into that?
1: Absolutely. We've, there, we've been through, gosh, a lot in a year and a half. And, you know, we've moved twice. Um, the kids started a new school. We now live in an RV in a barn. Granger, uh, with all of COVID and everything's pretty much stopped touring for eight months. And so it's the longest we've ever had him home or me anyway, in 10 years, wow. which has been such a blessing from, for going through what we've gone through. It's like, God knew we would need to be together and heal. Um, I think he, he was starting to go a little stir crazy though, because touring, you know, is his life. It's his passion. He loves being on the road and he loves the stage and, but it's really given us time to be together and heal and just spend time together which we haven't really gotten you know I I was usually at home with all three kids by myself for gosh most of the month most of yeah. every month so it's just been really nice to to be together and and just enjoy this new this new I guess this new normal that we have um we're building our new house now so just lots of first and yeah you mentioned we have a new little puppy and she's brought us so much joy so just live in the barn
0: life. <laughs> yeah. I well, You know, and I feel like even though um, like a lot of those things are so exciting and so good, one thing that I see that you do, even just you can see it through your Instagram commentary and posts and just who you are, but continually looking for God wherever you are, even in the really hard moments and in those transitions. And I feel like your kids have taken on that demeanor too, don't you think?
1: They have. And it's been such, it's been so great to watch. Um, you know, we, they, we moved them to a new school and, you know, they, they know Jesus and they know God, but now they're attending um, a Christian school. So it's so much more, you know, they're, they're reading scripture. They're, they're reciting Bible verses and they come home and tell me all what they've learned. And, and I just love to see that grow in their little hearts.
0: Well, and too, I think that, you know, even hearing some things that you said, like their quotes, I think, oh my gosh, I need to write that down out of the mouth of babes. You know, they simplify really complex things. And you think, gosh, why can't just the f- having the faith of a child, which even in hearing a little bit about, which I appreciate you mentioning about RIV, um, and do you mind if I call him that? Do you, do you have a preference? Oh my gosh, people please. Call yeah. them RIV or River. No, any, anyway, he was both. <laughs> he was both. He was both. That's right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I know that is obviously a huge part of your story and um, something that you've willingly talked about with so many different people and causes. And just the way that I know, obviously, you and Granger have a public platform. And when that happened, was it hard? Cause you felt like you almost had to explain it to people who, um, you know you were walking through some, so much of it yourself and trying to navigate and then in a way you kind of had to talk about it um was that hard
1: it was um you know with with Granger being you know in the public eye and and we had just started our youtube channel the smiths the smiths um i guess 4 months before the accident happened so we were already kind of out there just sharing our lives with everybody and then when the accident happened um we kind of had to make a choice you know whether we pull back and heal together and just don't ever talk about it or use it and try to find meaning from it and try to help other people and just try to be vulnerable and let people know that we're all suffering and, and you're not alone and, and you can make it through hard things. And that helped us. It's helping us heal in a way to keep, to keep talking about it and keep pushing forward and, and keep sharing our
0: story. Yeah. Well, and too, I mean, I feel like in so many different aspects healing you know is such a process um, and I know that's something that you talk a lot about and there's you know the emotional and the mental and the spiritual and and all the different aspects but I love too how you've also been really proactive with just helping with um, different causes and and really um, just with pool safety and all of that kind of stuff and for people who don't really know um, your story would you just briefly share I know you don't have to go into it um, too deeply but I know that you know, if you would just share for those who aren't aware? Of course. Um, so it was June 4th of
1: 2019 and um, we, we just had dinner. Uh, we had just finished our dinner and the kids wanted to go outside and play. So, um, which is t- totally typically <laughs> what we used to do. The kids would go outside and Granger was outside with them and London was doing like she was doing moves and gymnastics and doing dances, and Granger was doing them with her. And um, I was in the shower. The boys were playing with water guns and they were like shooting each other. And um, London and Granger said that they were filling up the water guns with. I had like a little water table, and they were even using, I think, like the dog bowl to squirt each other. Yeah. Um, and then Granger remembers he was looking at London, and he felt like this presence say, "Soak this in. You know, you're you're. This isn't going to last forever." You know, watching her little. You know, she was eight years old. Just watching her dance, and and then he said, in that instant, he thought, "Where's River?" And he said he he turned around, and it must have been probably thirty seconds to two minutes was the last time that he saw him. And he said he turned around and he saw him in our pool. And um, we have a gate. We have, you know, it was an iron gate. It it was locked, and he was inside of it. And I just I heard we had our back doors open, and all I heard was London scream and from my room, all I could hear was river and pool. So I immediately ran outside thinking, you know, obviously I'm thinking, how in the heck did he get in there? And then I'm thinking, I'll just, I'll grab him really quickly. He's gonna be fine, I'll scoop him up. But by the time I got out there, um, Granger was already doing CPR on him. Mm. Mm. Sorry. No, so don't apologize. We took turns doing CPR, um, until the ambulance got there. We were not able to get his heartbeat back, but, um, they, the, uh, paramedics got his heartbeat back. So we were thinking, Oh my gosh, he's going to be fine. We got his heartbeat back. He's, we're going to go to the hospital. He, we're going to help him. And he's going to come home. But when we, um, we were in the hospital for about three days and, um, about I guess twelve hours in, the doctor had come in and he said, "I'm so sorry there's there's zero brain activity at all." And I just you know I didn't know as a mother you know you 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 think of drownings and in the movies and people splash and they get pulled out and they they kind of throw up water a little bit, and then they're they're fine, but you don't know how fast and how silent it is and how it can cause catastrophic brain damage and so just hearing that after seeing him so happy 12 hours before, it's like,
0: as a mother, you don't
1: understand. Mm. But um, we just prayed and prayed. And then after about, I guess the 24 hour mark, we knew we had, we called in some other neurologists. Cause we were like, how can this be? You know, this is not possible. There has to be like 1%, 5% something. Right. right. But the neurologist came in and they, they um, reiterated what the other doctors said. And I think we even, I think we had three teams come in and, and they said, I'm so sorry. There's just, there's zero, zero brain activity. There's zero chance of recovery. So I felt the only thing I could attribute it to is I felt the Holy spirit telling me to donate his organs. So we made the decision for organ donation. Wow. And then, and then we said, um, we had to say goodbye on day three.
0: Oh, Amber, I'm, wow, there's really no words, and I, honestly, I'm just speechless by your strength to even say it now, I know it's always on your mind, but thank you for just going through it, you know, and, um, wow, you know, just from the outside looking in, I can tell you, and I know you said that Granger heard a a voice saying, soak this in. It's so obvious that Riv is so alive um, through your family and the way that y'all have carried forward. You know, I'm just so sorry. There's really, no matter how much you know he loves heaven, there's no good thing to say to a mama who loses her little boy you know and I'm so sorry and I'm just so grateful for your voice and your willingness to I don't know if saying make grief normal is the right way to say it but I feel like when you've talked about grief you've allowed other people to really bring all that they have and show up and say you all of it is safe here and I've seen that, how you've cultivated community in, in the different channels, like you said, on your YouTube channel and your Instagram and, and just the way that, um, that you guys live, that you've normalized what people may have felt like they weren't really sure how to talk about. And so I'm really, really grateful, you know, for your presence and, and for, for Riv's life. And I'm so sorry with, thank you, with grief you know, is there something that like when, when you tell his story and y'all's story is really, I guess I would love to know, like, is there, what is helpful to respond with? Is there, with grief, are there things that you wish people maybe didn't say to you or?
1: Um, I think everybody, I think everybody does the best that they can. You know, I, I talk about it now, even going through such a loss sometimes when a friend is going through something, I still don't know what to say. You yeah. know, it's like, cause be, because there's really nothing you can say to make it better. There's nothing you can do to fix it. There's So I think for me, what I've learned is just just to be there and just to sit with them and just tell them, I see you and I feel you. And this is so hard and I love you, but, but not trying to, you know, not trying to fix it and not trying to say, you know, well, they're in a better place. Or, I mean, I know that they are, but right. when you're in the the throes of grief. It's like, sometimes you just can't hear that right then. Um, so just, I would just say just, just to be there and just show up. And you know, I, I've had, I had friends that just showed up every day and sat with me. They didn't even say anything, just, just being there and, or sending, you know, they still send me scriptures or messages each day just to say, I love you. I hope you're doing okay today because five minutes you could be good. You know, you could have strength and then five minutes later you could be crying on the floor. So just letting them know that you're there and you're thinking of them and, and that you don't know what to say, but, but that you love them.
0: Yeah. Just the acknowledgement of, Hey, I, I don't, I obviously don't have a, no one has an answer. You know, we, we worship a God we, we don't always understand. And there's a lot of things we don't comprehend on this side of heaven, but just being present, like you said, you know, um, and I remember that was something Granger. I remember hearing him say that, in the Today Show interview, you know, just living moment to moment. And it really has a um, reminded you guys to live in the present because that grief can hit you like a wave or you can be fine. And then five minutes later, it can come crashing. Um, so it's just really being present, which I feel like you guys are so yeah. good at doing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, um, there's a fine balance by um, being in the moment and and just live for today and you know it's right. more about just just being in that moment and and enjoying that time and soaking it in because gosh we've learned and i know so many people that are listening have learned we're just we're not promised tomorrow you know god has our days numbered and we don't know when our time to go home is and and you know you could think we have 80 years left you know i thought i had 80 years left with river um but we quickly found out you just you never know so just be present, enjoy the time that you have with your loved ones and stop letting little trivial things get to you because they just don't matter in the grand
0: scheme of life. Yeah, man, I bet that's like, gosh, every day you're reminded of that. I mean, I, seeing your life from um, the outside, and I know so many people probably could say, yes, uh, retweet, like exactly what Claire just said, that you have been <laughs> an example of of strength and grace, especially when you don't feel like it. Um, and so I'm just so thankful and, and RIV's joy is obvious through your family and even the pictures and videos. I love how you continually, um, you know, post those. And I think that's one thing people, um, wonder about is, you know, do I mention his name? Can I talk about him? And I feel like you've taught me or shown me that, yes, tell it, you know, share memories and talk about it. And bring it to the light and, um, you know, that that's not, that that's okay. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think, and even me included, I, I, my husband lost, um, his dad in 2014 and I didn't really ever talk about him after because I was scared I was going to hurt him. Yeah. And I, you know, if he's having a good day, I don't want to have, I don't want him to go down a path of sadness. So, but now I regret that so much because I feel like in a way I was hurting him because he wanted to talk about his dad. He wanted to remember his dad. And I want to talk about Riv. You know, I love hearing stories. I love seeing videos and I love seeing pictures and it helps us to keep their memory and their little spirit alive. And I always say, you're not going to make me any more sad. You know, I'm already sad. I'd rather, I would rather enjoy and remember his joy than never talk about him.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, one thing I, I loved how the The hashtag live like Riv because I just think, wow, how powerful. It's almost like, I mean, he lived such a full and vibrant life in his three years. It's almost it's almost kind of crazy when you think about it, you know, just the amount uh, that he added to this world. And I have, I've used that hashtag in my own life. And I know I've told you that, but I'd love to hear like, what, what is your take? What's it mean to live like Riv?
1: Oh gosh, he just was so full of, of light and joy. And he did everything full throttle. Everything was faster and higher. And he was always outside. He was enjoying the outdoors. He you know, he, he was three. So of course he's just in the moment and he was just such the epitome of living in the moment and living for the, and having fun right now and always dancing, always laughing. Uh, you know, I always, I always said he was never, he never cried <laughs> unless he was really hurt or like really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he just, he, it's like, he, I don't know. It's like, he, he had so much to get done in his three years and he knew it. And I wish we could all kind of live like that, you know, that we don't know when our time's going to be and we need to say what we need to say and, and do what we need to do and and love God and go full throttle. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, that. And he, he shared so much. He taught us so much in three years.
0: Well, and I love that you say, you know, higher and better and just everything full force. Uh, yeah you know, it's like, Hey, there's a sense of urgency. It's almost like his little spirit was able to capture, you know, it just reminded me of the scripture. Um, I think it's in Proverbs just how teach us to number our days, you know, so that we can yield a heart of wisdom. And, and he did that, you know, uh, had a sense of urgency. And so I just, I, I try and remember that in my own life. And so I'm really, really grateful. Um, and I know that, you know, for you, your faith is so important and really your lifeline, um, you and Granger, is that, um, do you feel as though, obviously at this time, I know you said a strengthen in your faith, but have there just been days where, you know, have you felt God carrying you, especially during this past year um, with COVID when you maybe haven't been able to be around people as much? Um, has God's presence been really thick?
1: Yeah, I've I've just been so so grateful that I haven't felt this whole time that he hasn't been near. You know, the Bible says he's so close to the brokenhearted and he saves those crushed in spirit, and he has just so saved me. And you know, I'm I'm doing the work and and I am digging in, and so I'm doing my part to you know ask God to stay close to me and ask God to help me because he will carry you. But you have to surrender because, you know, his his power is made perfect in our weakness. And I have been so weak, but also felt so strong because of his presence. And like you said, my faith is like is my lifeline. And I've I've never been and felt as close to him as I as I did since that night. And I'm just so grateful for that.
0: Wow. It's it's almost like you know the textbook definition of faith or resilience or the scripture about, you know, that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. But I feel like you've really tasted that, you know, in the realest sense, like, Lord, I, I have no words and I feel empty and I need you to just 100% fill me up because if not, I won't have anything to give, you know, Mm -hmm. and just with the mom that you are to London and Lincoln, I see that how you really do let him be your reservoir and, And find so much joy um, amidst what is still really hard, you know, and I've just really been inspired by your faith. I think it's so cool because you've started, you know, a community, which I mentioned at the beginning called Arise with Amber, um, which is so neat because I just think how many women are being encouraged by that, which you really didn't mean for it to become like a thing, right? But now you have apparel and it's this whole community. Can you talk about that?
1: It is I, I never expected it to be what it is and you know before before River passed I had this thing called closet confessionals and I would go in and you know you're a busy mom and I would talk about how the kids were driving me crazy and I was like hiding in my closet and yeah then after after River passed that turned into me talking about my faith and my feelings and my loss and just confessing everything and then so people messaged me and they said, you should really start something I would love to hear more about your faith journey and your healing and your grief and that kind of turned into a rise with Amber. And I never, that's so it's, it's a show that I do on YouTube on Sunday mornings at 8am. And I still feel inadequate (laughs) to do it, but I'm just going where the Lord is leading me. And for some reason, the Lord is saying, there are, there are people who, who need to hear your story. There are people who are hurting and you are hurting and you all need to come together and pray for each other. And so I just talk about, how I'm feeling, and sometimes I'm I'm good, and other times I I'm vulnerable and I'm hurting, and I just talk about that. But I share how much the Lord has moved in my life, and it's kind of turned into like a little virtual Bible study group. That yeah, um, I'm so glad that I ha- I have to lift each other up and just support each other, and it's been so great during this COVID time too because a lot of people weren't going to church, and they were saying that you know my show was like their church, which is so crazy to me to even. I don't feel worthy of that, but I'm just so grateful that the Lord has led me there.
0: Which how cool that you, um, it's like the one place where you're going, oh gosh, I don't, what am I doing? Like, how did this even happen? And God's, God is using it to, to literally encourage and reposition and, and inspire others. I just think it's so neat how he connects dots like that. Like you were already kind of being prepared you know um in position to where when covid did strike that you became a source of encouragement for others and looking back you know hindsight is always 2020 but isn't it cool to see how he connected those dots and you became courageous and started kind of moving forward unaware of what it would turn into um which i it think is. is awesome i love how you mentioned too that you've been you've been digging in that you've been working at it that a relationship with god is not automatic um, you know there is automatic acceptance i think it's important to say that it's not a matter of earning grace or anything like that but to really know the heart of jesus and to have a relationship with him and to be able to to turn to him in prayer and to know his instruction it requires discipline you know and and setting that time aside do you do you usually get up in the mornings like what is your quiet time look like i do and and
1: it is so important it's like you said you know some people will say well, I don't feel God close to me. I don't, I don't feel him. He doesn't ever talk to me, but, and then I have to say, well, are you seeking him? Are you, are you reading the word? Are you praying? Are you, are you trying to build that relationship? And, um, cause he's there, <laughs> you, but yeah. he wants your participate. He wants your participation too. So, um, my morning time is, you know, I usually, I usually have to get up and get the kids ready for school. So Granger will actually get up and have his morning time first. So, he he wakes up and goes and sits outside and does um, his Bible study and drinks his coffee while I'm like going crazy getting the yeah. kids ready for school. But then whenever they're dropped off, I come home, I do my Bible study. That's my quiet time. And even if it's just reading one scripture or reading one devotional, you know I've done it quite a bit with your books. You know I come home and I spend time and and I just give myself that time. I I put on that armor because. We're fighting a battle. Even if you haven't gone through suffering, you're still fighting a battle every day. And especially now going through pain and suffering, it's like Satan is there just lurking. And if you don't dig in, you know, he can seep in through those cracks and that's when, you know, bad thoughts and bad things happen. But if you if you dig in and you put on that armor, God will carry you through whatever you face.
0: That armor. I love that you say that because it, I mean, it's, it is, it's that practical application. And I think sometimes I feel like, and maybe you can, you know, um, kind of second this, but I feel like the enemy, a lot of times he will, he will try and convince us that there's not a battle. And that's often his tactic is just kind of unintentional with our lives. We wake up and we think things just happen to us, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. kind of that victim mentality or also realizing that, especially if you're digging in, that the enemy is not going to like that. He doesn't like when we take ground, even though we have the authority to do so. Um, but, you know, just really realizing that you are empowered, but that you have to be intentional and, and realize and, and put on your armor every day. You know, it's like that scripture talking about taking up your cross and realizing it's truly a daily decision, like your bread from yesterday, you need, we don't. We don't need to eat leftovers. We need to go to the well again. Um, yes,
1: o- over and over because I, I I can feel it. You know, if there's been a day that I I haven't gotten close with God, I feel it. I start yeah. to feel sad and angry and and I let in those negative things. You know, so you do have to do make it a daily practice.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think that's I think that's sweet of him too. In a, a weird, twisted way to say that, but like his mercy is that realizing that those thoughts, because when we do start to cultivate that intimacy with him, that when we do kind of start to slip away or forget that he, those nudges are more apparent, you know, we start, we, we, we're more aware of where the enemy is at, you know, and I know you mentioned sometimes in your, in your post talking about how you'll have one thought and you'll go, wait a second, I'm not going to let that stay, you know, Um, and Mm -hmm. realize that the enemy is after your mind and continually just renewing and renewing and renewing. Um, and I did want to share this one. You wrote it, I think a few days ago, it was in your Instagram post. And I just wanted to read it for everybody to hear, because I think it's going to minister to some people. And I wanted you to kind of add your commentary. I did not prep you for this. So everyone listening, (laughs) I'm sorry, but, um, I know that I know your heart. So I just wanted to share it with them. You said, it's always there, just below the surface. The pain, the ache, the deepest sadness, just behind the smile and just behind the eyes that are trying to show something different. I sat at a football game tonight with a great friend, cheering one of their sons on. I can always have a nice time for a bit, then it hits me. My son is buried. It punches me so hard and it happens all the time. In the middle of the day, when I'm out with my friends, in the middle of laughter with those I love. When I wake up at night or in the morning, it's always just below the surface. I sat there listening to everyone cheer and laugh and enjoy themselves. And I wondered who else around me was feeling pain. Who else was trying to enjoy themselves and hiding something more. I geared up a bit and could feel myself going to a bad place in my mind. I kept repeating. God's got you. God's got you. God's got you in my mind. And right about that time, I I almost got up to go to the restroom to have a moment. A little boy sits down and covers himself up with this blanket. And I see a little Lightning McQueen smile, just enough to make me realize I'm hurting. I'll always be hurting, but I can keep showing up because yes, God's got me thankful for my God wink tonight. I read that Amber and I first off just felt so much freedom. And acknowledging your current pain, but still looking for God amidst it. And I just think it's so powerful because we can rest and have peace and walk in his strength, even when our heart is breaking. And I just think you embody that so well and your honesty in that. I just wanted to share it because I think there are those people and we're surrounded. I feel like if we really sat for two minutes two minutes with someone and look them in the eyes and heard their story, we all would live a lot differently. Don't you think?
1: I agree so much. And, and it's, you know, like I said, I've said it before. It's not that I didn't know what was important in life, but it's when you go through, when your heart is broken open, you, you can find so much more empathy and so much more compassion for other people because you know what it feels like to be broken. And and you look around and we're all broken. We're all suffering we're all grieving something and if we could just like you said sit down and and hear other people's story we would live differently we would live more compassionately and more lovingly and more acceptingly of everybody
0: I love that and I think too you know one thing that you and Granger have done speaking of really hearing other people's stories and um and just honoring them and and showing up for different causes uh is the River Kelly Fund which I just think is amazing. And I want everyone to know about it because it's just an incredible cause to support, Um, but it's was created to provide support and bring awareness to causes, including children in need arts and education, wildlife preservation, military veteran and first responder assistance, donor affiliations, and many more organizations that are close to y'all's hearts. And y'all have raised already over $400,000, right?
1: Yeah, it was one of the, one of the things that um, we started pretty much when we left the hospital, uh, it was actually my brother-in-law's, they created a t-shirt um, for Riv and it was our first, our first step in giving back and, and trying to find some sort of meaning from this and not, not the reasons, but just saying, okay, this happened, this is our life, we have to do something with it and we have to keep his love and his light and his spirit alive. and in doing that, we're gonna give back and we're gonna share his joy. So we were able to to raise money. The first fundraiser we did, we gave right back to Dell Children's about two hundred and twenty thousand dollars for their for their care and their help of all the children that they take care of. And and since then, so we set up the fund and we set it up in a way where we could help all different areas of the community. And so we've helped cancer research. We've helped wildlife. We've helped citizens with disabilities. I mean, just so many different things. And, and so I love that I, you know, we take it just where my heart leads me to give at that time. And I'm just excited to keep giving back in river's honor. It helps me, it helps me heal and it helps me to feel close to him, to talk about him all the time still.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, the way that y'all progressed and just really, made this just such a cool organization that gives back to so many different aspects that really, um, represent just faith and diversity and strength and just care. I think the word just care, you know, in so many different ways, I think Riff is really proud and, um, and like you said, full throttle. So I'm not surprised that you have already raised (laughs) over $400,000. That is seriously just so cool. Uh, I can't wait to see what, you know, it holds for the future um, coming up. And I know that y'all will have some really neat things. And just like you said, where your heart leads um, as you lean in. But one question I want to ask you, just because I see so many qualities just from the outside looking in, but in your heart, what quality about Jesus do you find yourself focusing on or hoping that others really see in you? What do you hope to reflect? I
1: think the word is, I think the word is just hope. And for me, it's kind of become my life word that, you know, the Bible doesn't sugarcoat it. We are going to go through hard things, but Jesus died for us. (laughs) Jesus, Jesus wins. And no matter what we face in this life, there is so much glory and beauty and love and hope to live for, to know that this is not the end, you know, the end of this life is just the beginning of eternity. And I think I want to emulate that to people that we can do hard things, but Jesus is there to hold us and carry us. And he waits for us, you know, for, for the glory that is to come. And I can't wait to get there.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, and I love that you just said just the glory that is to come. You know, and, and I, I think you live by this first though, the one in Matthew talking about how treating heaven as though it really is the most treasured possession because there's nothing greater. I mean, you know, I know you mentioned Mm -hmm. the beginning about sweating the small stuff and when we have heaven in mind and we have an eternal perspective, everything shifts. Um, and the hope that your life exudes and, and that you carry, I'm just, I'm really grateful for. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being such a, a person of hope because it's not, it's definitely not an empty hope and it's definitely not gimmicky or I feel like sometimes, you know, it's used. Um, but really a a hope that's anchored deep that says you will suffer and you will walk through hard things, Mm -hmm. but God has you and he's carrying you and he will sustain you and he will meet you exactly where you are. And this is, we're just passing through, you know, I know that's something that you say a lot.
1: Yeah, this is, we're in the in-between and the in-between is hard and it's because it's not, it's not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, right. (laughs) We're foreigners. That's exactly right. Well, and, um, I was going to say, I know London and and Lincoln, they are so cute. Uh, This is total side note. And I I didn't mention this to you before either, but I just, I love seeing them on your YouTube channel, by the way, they crack me up. Your kids do not lack any personality.
1: Thank you. They are just, gosh, such bright lights, you know, and I'm, I'm so grateful for their resilience in this whole, this whole ordeal. And they've, they've really just trusted us and, and accepted things and, and moved forward and, and trusted God. And, and I'm just so, so grateful because if, if they were struggling really bad, I think that would make it so much harder on us, but they've really just been such little lights and I'm just grateful.
0: Yeah. Well, the, and I think they obviously know their brother well and they are living like Riv that is for yeah. sure, which is great. Cause yeah. the whole world is, is watching and benefiting from your family live the life, um, the lives that you're living. So, um, I'm really grateful. And I end every interview with this question. So I just, it's a little bit about what you mentioned about hope, but you know, what do you want to be clear about in your life? Um, Like at the, at the end of your life, people said, yeah, Amber, she was always adamant that blank. What do you feel like is your life's mission with all that you've been through?
1: I think, I think kind of reiterating what I just said, that, that we can do hard things that we can live with hope and that the, you know, the glory that is to come is nothing that this life can even come close to offering. And just to keep showing up. I just, I hope people say, you know, she was hit with this. She was hit with that, but she kept getting up. She kept fighting and I hope people just know how much I loved God. And I hope I can leave that legacy with my children and just raise good little humans that, that know Christ in their heart and just always hope every day, knowing that no matter what you face, God's got you, you can do it. And he's created you to do the hard things. And he has such a plan for your life.
0: Mm, I'm pretty sure, um, that they definitely know that. I think their mama has been a good example, uh, (laughs) that the, the hope and the strength of Jesus is exactly what it says it is and that you can trust it. Um, and that you really do live for heaven. So I'm really grateful and, um, I did want to tell people who want to, you know, join Arise with Amber or buy the Yee Yee apparel or follow. Um, I know Granger just came out with a new album, total side note, but definitely want you know, <laughs> to support that, which congratulations. I know. I feel like it's like when my husband graduated from law school, I, I patted my own self on the back. I was like, good job. You <laughs> you graduated as well, you know, because it is, it's your both, you're both kind of doing it together. But um, where, where can they find you? All the, all the good things for all the, all the stuff that y'all are doing in Granger as well.
1: So my, most of my stuff is on my Instagram and that's at Amber Emily Smith. And then the link in my bio will have the Yee apparel. It'll have um, a link to Arise with Amber. If you want to find Granger, he's at Granger Smith. And then our YouTube page is the Smiths on YouTube and the River Kelly fund is riverkellyfund.org.
0: That is awesome. And they can just give online, right? I mean, they can yes. do that. Okay. Anyone and everyone is able to give if they feel led to. That's awesome. Oh yes. man. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I seriously, I had some more questions, but to be honest, Amber, I just, I just wanted everyone to be able to hear the strength in your words and the fact that you show up, um, in the way that you do with courage. And, and I think that you could say nothing and everyone realizes that the hope of heaven is sure and that it is steady and it's a place that all of us can land and we're all accepted there and it's it's good it's good ground and so I just thank you for being my friend and um and speaking life into me you've encouraged me and I always think to myself when you are like saying nice things I'm like oh my gosh I just I feel so undeserving and I'm just grateful you know that we connected and as much as Instagram can drive me nuts um it is things like this that make me very happy (laughs) that, that it's out there.
1: I'm, I'm just so grateful to know you. And I was trying to look back to see when we first talked and it was, I think it was back in, I mean, I had, I had bought some of your scripture cards back in 2018 and I was reading back on some of our messages and I just think it's, God knows and God puts people in your life to build you up and, you know, your, your books and your scripture cards, you know, I I have them on my desk and they help me throughout the day. So thank you too so much for all you do for people that, that read your books and listen to you. I mean, you're such a light and. God is so
0: proud of you. <laughs> well, it is my honor. And I think like ending is a, that is a great thing to remind everyone, wherever they're at, is that a, the power of scripture and B, that God is proud of us. We don't have to do anything or be anyone different than inherently just who we are. And, yes. um, and he is proud of us. So thank you so much for coming on. And I just, am going to encourage everyone as we sign off to live like Riv today to go and and be outside and enjoy the sunshine and don't do things halfway and realize the importance of heaven and live with hope strong and heavy in your heart because it is a really good and rich life and we aren't promised tomorrow but the gift of today there's nothing like it. so thank you again Amber and I can't wait to I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you so much.